You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Ask the Expert series for November of 2019. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this month is Brent Cook. Many of you are familiar with Brent, and we've had him on before. He's an economic geologist, and he is the original founder of the Exploration Insights newsletter. And boy, with all the interest in the miners these days, I thought it was a great time to have Brent join us again for Ask the Experts. So Brent, thank you for taking some time to join us. Hey, it's glad to be back with you. Thank you. And Brent, before we get started, you've got a few changes at Exploration Insights. What can you tell us? Well, about two and a half years ago, um, I brought on a fellow named Joe Muzunda, who's a younger, smarter uh, exploration geologist, economic geologist. He's he, you know, he's got a number of degrees from universities in Australia, the U.S., and Canada. Uh, he was an analyst as well with Haywood and Canaccord. Anyway, he I've been on a number of trips with Joe, uh, field trips, and he really impressed me. And so he came on, and he has, over time, he now basically runs the letter. He is the senior letter writer, and I'm an advisor. I suppose you could call me a senior advisor. So we work together uh, producing the weekly Exploration Insights newsletter. Uh, but it's mostly his now, and I'm, you know, I'm sort of, let's see, his co-conspirator. <laughs> I like it. All right, and, and one other thing before we get started. We're recording this uh, here in late November. It is almost holiday season time, and folks know if you've been uh, a customer of Sprott Money for years or if you're new to just learning about Sprott Money, the Sprott Holiday Catalog is always one of the most looked forward to items of the whole year. We've made online shopping easier and fun with this interactive online catalog. In it, you'll find unique gifts, to treat your friends, your family, maybe even yourself. You can find the catalog online, of course, at SprottMoney.com. That's where you want to look for all the best gold and silver bullion deals. Um, Brent, we have seven questions that we've collected from Sprott Money customers and from people online over the last several weeks. If you're ready, should we get started? Sure, let's go for it. All right, let's dive right into question number one. I think this is a really interesting question that's right in your wheelhouse. Uh, because every week when I do the weekly wrap-up with Eric, we talk a lot about uh, exploration companies and the drill holes, and Eric starts talking about grams per ton and all this stuff that uh, is Latin to a lot of folks. Um, in your case, though, because you have such experience in this, what what have you found? How much correlation is there, if any, uh, or the probability perhaps, between high-grade drill holes and ultimately discovering an economic deposit? Wow, that's a that's a long answer. Um, I'll try and keep it short. Really, what we're dealing with in exploration and mining is, you know, what, what's the margin between cost of production and what you're selling your product for? So I could point to a 0.7 gram per ton deposit in Nevada that makes way more money than a 30 gram per ton deposit in Canada or, or in Nevada, let's just stick to Nevada. Uh, and it's got to do with the economics behind it. So although grade is key and extremely important, it's, it's how it gets mined out that really makes a difference. 
So the example I give of a 0.7 gram per ton deposit, it's sitting at surface. The ore has been oxidized, meaning the the iron has been turned to rush, which liberates the gold. You just dig it up, throw some cyanide on it, and leach is great. And the cost to do that is, call it, $800 an ounce. Whereas a 30 gram per ton deposit is an underground vein deposit. It's maybe less than a meter wide. It's bad ground, so your dilution comes in and you pull in a lot of rock you don't rock, you don't want, and, and that loses money. So I guess grade is certainly very important, but you've got to look at the economics behind it, how it's going to be mined and that sort of thing. So there's no easy answer, I guess, is what I'm telling you. How does, what's the best way for one to try to figure that out on their own? I think you need, if you're not a geologist or a mining engineer or something, you really need to have someone you can talk to or a newsletter you can read that kind of goes through what the economics are. Right. You know, is this, it, what type of deposit is it? Is it a porphyry copper gold deposit? Is it a lead zinc deposit? Is it a high grade epithermal vein deposit? Is it a high sulfidation deposit? Uh, all those things factor into what it's going to cost to mine it. Um, is it metallurgically complex or simple? Those sorts of things. What's the strip ratio? How much waste? You have to move to get to the ore. All those things factor into it. So I really think to invest in the junior gold sector successfully, you need you need advice. I mean, it's like anything. The more you know, the better off you're going to be. Absolutely. And and my experience has been Exploration Insights, and your work there is, is invaluable, no doubt about that. Let's move on to question number two, Brent. Uh, many folks have noticed, obviously, we have the big rally in gold and an okay rally in silver so far in 2019. But the juniors have lagged the senior producing companies in terms of, of return year to date. Is that normal in the early stages of a bull market? At least that's what it seems like here. And, and what will cause this to flip? What will cause the juniors to, to catch up? Yes, I do. I do think that's fairly normal. Um, we, we've seen a rise in the gold price. We've seen, you know, many of the major mining companies uh, increase their earnings. That's a positive. They're starting to roll that money back into uh, exploration. You're seeing more of the major mining companies finance juniors, either through joint ventures or private placements. Uh, but we really haven't seen on the junior side of things, major discoveries that lead to a, a buyout where a lot of people make a lot of money. And until we see that, I think it's going to be tough for the juniors. Um, it, 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 it takes time for the process of uh, the, the market, I guess, recognizing that mining companies actually do make money when the metal prices are high. And so far, that's just barely starting to happen. And your generalists aren't in the, in the sector hardly at all. Although, at the Beaver Creek uh, Precious Metal Summit in September that I was at, there were a lot more generalists, uh, funds and stuff, and, and private equity groups there kicking tires and just trying to get a feel for what's going on. So I think, you know, they're looking, they're starting to come, and, you know, the gold price, I'm sure you've talked about that a lot, but that, to me, looks like it's going to do well over the next few years as well. Do you think another 10% in the gold price, you know, another good round of quarterly earnings in January uh, and into February, would that be enough to kind of get the generalists interested, do you think? I think so. I think that, it is, you know, they look at this not as um, a speculation on the gold price for the most part. They look at it as this, do these businesses make money? 
And for the most part, uh, it hasn't, you know, the mining companies haven't done so well in that respect. Yeah. But I think we're going to see the gold price and the, the reason behind a rising gold price happening over the next few years start to come into play. All right, let's move on to number three. Uh, Brent, as we mentioned, here it is late November, which means, of course, it's almost tax loss selling season. Hopefully there aren't as many losses for people this year because we've had mostly a good year. But the third question was, are there any specific stocks you might be looking for that you expect to be maybe sold off in December and you could pick up a bargain? The answer, the short answer is yes. Uh, the, the, the honest answer is right now, Joe and I are working on that for the newsletter. And so I would not probably be a good idea to lay out where we're at on that process right now. But we've done that past years where we pick out um, you know, stocks that are just getting hit for tax loss selling that are fundamentally, you know, that they should do well in the next year. So we look at, I don't know, something like Premier Gold uh, is one we own and, and should, you know, could do well next year uh, after tax loss selling. Um, those sorts of companies. Pan American Silver, I think, offers uh, actually a, a pretty good shot at uh, rising in the next year for not just uh, rebound in the in the metal prices and interest, but they've got a couple of projects that are coming online or will get approval that I think will make a big difference. So I would say those two for sure. Is, is there, in your experience, kind of a date by which it's safe to assume that that tax loss selling is over? Yeah, I think between today... <laughs> <laughs> And a week before Christmas is probably the time to be doing these things. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, 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 what I do personally is I, I take my tax losses in January and February because, you know, because of the rebound, hopefully the, the dogs or the, the poorly performing stocks that I want to get rid of, I've got a better chance of selling them for a little bit more money into mm. the new year, which is kind of backwards, but that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's move on to the fourth question. You know, a lot of us still question and debate the uh, logic of, of these companies that hedge or forward sell, especially the juniors. But, of course, they've got to get, you know, uh, operating cash from somewhere. Uh, what do you think of companies that hedge and forward sell? Is that, uh, is that, does that put them in a good light or does it, does it not really matter much to you? What do you think? I think if they're hedging or selling off, uh, a byproduct and not the primary metal, for instance, uh, a copper gold deposit selling off or selling forward copper, but staying, you know, open to a rising gold price makes sense. Um, Australian companies do it more often than, than we see North American companies do it, uh, mostly because of how the banking, the banking system works there. But right now, I don't think it's a very good idea again because i i think the gold price is set to rise over the next few years so i wouldn't like to see a company i own doing much of that except as a little bit of insurance uh, to cover make sure they can pay back some debt on a mine they own own money on all right brent we're more than halfway done so we're going to shift gears just a little bit here and ask you about a different part of the mining industry do you like any companies, uh, have you researched any companies that are more specific to nickel and zinc? We have. Joe and I are fairly positive on, on the nickel price going forward. And we've been looking hard for a, uh, you know, something to purchase. And we did find an Australian listed company, Black, uh, BlackRock, um, which has a deposit in Vietnam that has been drilled out. It's 
looks good. There's a high-grade portion to it. It had some problems in the past, the previous owner, because of the uh, uh, some um, rules and regulations that Vietnam government imposed on it. But I think we're they're past that. Uh, they're doing well. They've got the potential of a major partner coming in to uh, for an offtake agreement on that nickel to build batteries in Vietnam. So that's one that we like the looks of. Uh, we haven't had much other success finding something we like the looks of in the nickel side of things. In the zinc side, it's been hasn't been a very pleasant experience for us so far. In that uh, the nickel or the zinc projects we own. Um, haven't performed well. Zinc just hasn't done well in general. There's no zinc company out there that's done well. Uh, we do own fireweed, which has a very nice deposit in the Yukon, but it's a long haul there. Mm. So zinc's not something we're actively trying to get into right now. All right. Well, that actually serves as a tremendous segue to question number six, Brent, because um, it deals with the Yukon specifically as a jurisdiction. Do you? Uh, there have been some interesting developments up there. I would Is that a jurisdiction that you like? And then beyond that, two specific companies up there, if you have an opinion, on Klondike and or Triumph. Geologically, the Yukon is very prospective. The issue you have to take into account up there is that it's in the middle of nowhere, or most of the deposits in the middle of nowhere. So your infrastructure costs, your capital costs are going to be extremely high. You've got to deal with winter uh, which is still pretty bad up there. Um, and if you're looking at something besides gold or silver, how are you going to get your concentrate out uh, to a port to ship it to a, a, mil, uh, a smelter somewhere? So those are all big CapEx issues, meaning that any deposit you find up there has to be considerably better than if you were to find it in, say, Nevada or Australia. So taking those into account, it's, your likelihood of finding a good deposit up there, an economic deposit, are less. Uh, having said that, there are some juniors up there that are having some success. Uh, you mentioned Klondike. He's been working hard and working on the geology, trying to figure out the structure of the mineralization up there. To date, I haven't seen anything that makes Joe or I want to buy into the stock. Um, again, it's got to do with there's some high-grade hits, but the size just doesn't isn't there yet. Or there's some low-grade hits, which low-grade up there isn't very uh, profitable. Triumph have been drilling on the side of a porphyry that was drilled out before, porphyry copper gold uh, system, that was too low-grade in my opinion. And they're getting some good hits on the side of it. But again, it's, it's, it's so far size-challenged. So again, it's not one that Joe or I have, have, have bought, although we've investigated it. All right. Well, Brent, let's close then with uh, one last series of questions. We'll put them all just on one slide. We've gotten some specific names that people wanted to get your opinion on. I've got five of them here. I'll just lay them on you one by one and kind of like a lightning round. And you can tell me if there's anything you know about that company or if that's just something you don't know anything about. How's that sound? That, that works for me. Well, all right. See the, what you come up with. The first company is uh, something called Nevada Exploration. Do you know anything about that one? If I'm remembering correctly, they're the, the company that's testing a lot of groundwater in the basins of Nevada looking for um, Carliner-style deposits. I think that's right. makes sense. 
Uh, it's it's not about it. It's a tool. It's another tool. And here here's the thing. It's not a silver bullet. Um, to date, they've had little success in actually finding uh, much mineralization. Uh, they've hit some alteration of depth. Uh, it's expensive drilling through that gravel. So I view that as a, an interesting tool, not much different than biochemistry uh, sampling or geophysics or Landsat imagery, alteration studies. It's all just a little piece of the puzzle that we need to use these days to try and find buried deposits. So it's a good idea. I haven't seen anything that makes me want to buy the company yet, though. All right. How about a company called Bonterra? It's been a while, to be honest with you, since I've looked at that. I know they've um, been drilling a number of holes in, in Ontario. I believe it is on a high-grade gold system or a number of high-grade gold systems. But I can't really speak to that in enough detail to say good, bad, or indifferent. So All right. I apologize for that. No problem. Have you ever heard of a company called Rise Gold, R-I-S-E? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're exploring, I think it's the Idaho, Maryland uh, high-grade vein system in the foothills of uh, the Sierra Nevadas. Nice veins have been found up there. It's a, it's a small, it'll be a small operation, small high-grade operation. I don't know what the environmental permitting is like up there. I think they're on patented land, but you're in a pretty populated area, and I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, in general, Joe and I just don't invest in small deposits, uh, regardless of grade, because everything that can go wrong in a large deposit can do so in a small deposit, but you mm -hmm. don't have the backup to uh, <laughs> to really cover for those problems that inevitably arise sure so again it's it's i'm not able to say how economic this will be or what the resource will be and such so I, that's just you know in general the way i look at things i mean what, what joe and i are looking for really is the discovery of a deposit that's large enough and economic enough to attract a major to come in and buy it out that's really what we're after i suspect you know this one i i think we've discussed this one in the past and it's had a pretty good year a company called great bear they've done incredibly well uh very smart people uh technically on, on the technical side bob Singh put together the structural setting uh for these uh this system in the red lake area of ontario and they've had some real success in, in hitting high grade where they think they it should be and they've also found large wide zones of lower grade mineralization I, you know, now they're at the hard part of the program where they've got to put together, you know, continuity and come up with a resource. It's, it's, they've done a great job and I, I give them a lot of credit for that. All right. One last one. You actually had mentioned this earlier. Uh, what can you tell us about Premier Gold? Premier Gold. Um, they've got production coming out of a mine in Mexico, which They've had a lot of issues with since they took it over, but hopefully, and I think they will uh, solve those issues next year. They've got revenue and uh, coming from a deposit they own 40% of with Barrett Gold on the Carlin Trend, Arturo. Very high grade, uh, very nice deposit. They've got Barrett doing all the work. They just bring in some money. That's getting better. And they've also got the Trans-Canada deposit up in, or Hard Rock deposit up in, Ontario, which is a large, like four to five million ounce deposit in joint venture with uh, Centera. And the decision is going to be made there on how to fund and bring that forward. So 
assuming a rise in gold price next year, Premier is one I think that should do well. And it, it will probably be on our list of uh, tax loss selling uh, purchases. Maybe pick it up a little cheaper in three weeks, huh? You know, yeah, next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. That's right. Well, Brent, thank you. It's extraordinarily helpful information. Again, we've been speaking with Brent Cook of Exploration Insights newsletter. You can find it at explorationinsights.com. And boy, uh, I can, I can, at least on my end, I can tell you they do great work. And a lot of folks at TF Metals Report are subscribers and uh, just an invaluable resource. And I know your time is valuable, Brent. So with this holiday week, I want to thank you for sharing some of it with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Always happy to talk to you. And on our website, there's lots of uh, articles and free information interviews uh, that you can link from. So have a look there. And it's just explorationinsights.com, correct? Yep, that's it. And again, just a reminder, you can also go to SprottMoney.com. It's Black Friday coming up this week and Cyber Monday the uh, week from now. So be sure to check out SprottMoney.com and, of course, the Sprott Holiday Catalog. All kinds of unique gifts that you can uh, buy for yourself, your family, your friends. Great deals on gold and silver bullion and coins. Again, check it all out at SprottMoney.com. Brent, thank you so much. All the best and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thanks, Andy. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great holiday season.